and we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. It's great to be with you. Another day, another bombshell. Not a bombshell. Today's not a bombshell day. Today is an exact, clear reason why in the year 2023, this podcast, the Jonathan Kogan Show, has been blessed to be around in the year 2023. Why, you ask? Because if there's anything we have learned over the past few years, it is that there has never been a time that society has needed that has been so necessary to function for humanity to thrive, for citizen journalism to explode through the ether, particularly through the internet and into your ear, podcasts, YouTube, well, YouTube censors, which we're going to get into. That's the topic du jour today, censorship. But citizen journalism like this, which we're going to get into today, is exactly why we are blessed to have this podcast. The biggest apolitical podcast on the internet, on whatever you're listening to, even if you're on dial-up, I'm sure the podcast functions. It doesn't matter. So thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a part of this community. This is citizen journalism, and you happen to be alive. At this point in time, the inflection point, I think we, we, I think we have just passed the exact inflection point. I think that was more like last year. And now we're seeing citizen just skip ahead of mainstream media and the new mainstream is becoming the citizen journalism. You have learned now, if you've reached the Jonathan Kogan show, you have learned that you cannot trust what you have been spewed for the past few decades because the mainstream has sold out to massive corporate interests. Okay. And also political affiliations. And they have the inability to tell you unbiased news. They cannot do it. It's impossible. Hence why we are currently banned for one week on YouTube. And I want to say a shout out. Got a hundred subs on YouTube. Doesn't sound like a lot, but that means there's a hundred true fans who listen to the Jonathan Cogan show or watch it on YouTube. I want to thank you. We are banned, but we're still getting subs. We've got like eight subs since we've been banned. I want to thank you if you're one of those people, but we are anti-censorship. We are pro-human. We are pro-freedom. Very simple. Very, very simple principles we have. Okay. And, oh, and we're apolitical. That's another very, very important principle. We do not agree with any side of the political spectrum. We stay out of it because it's all theater. It's all fake. Okay. It's all fake. Once you realize that it's all fake, you'll start create your own parallel economies, your own societies, your local, you'll stop making your, you know, you'll, you'll get food from a farm. You'll stop getting everything from, from uh, Monsanto and all bear and all that stuff. And, you know, have chemicals in your food and shrink your taint and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So here we go. Today's topic is censorship and a fantastic article. And I'm going to pull it up here. If you're watching on rumble, subscribe to the rumble channel. It is amazing. Obviously the but I want to pull it up and there, well, I'll get into it in a second, but this has to go with this article. It's kind of going around today from, uh, uh, let me get it right. Uh, it's a four part series just published by Columbia journalism review written by Pulitzer prize winning, excuse me, Jeff girth for decades with the New York times is absolutely devastating on how casually, uh, how casually frequently and recklessly and eagerly the press lied on Russiagate. So that's making the rounds. A lot of people are talking about that article and I haven't read through it, so I can't comment on it, but basically it gets into how we know Russiagate was all false. It was all propaganda. It was all made from Hillary Clinton and her staff and like crazy, crazy, crazy deep stuff. But that ties into the story today. And this is from Kanekoa, K-A-N-E-K-O-A dot substack dot com. 
Twitter account at Kanakoa the Great, okay, has an amazing thread we're going to get into today about censorship tying into the Twitter files and the Google leaks and how they all are the same thing to censor you, the people, not only of America, but the world, because you're a peasant and they hate you. And I don't know why they hate you, but they do. Anyways, in 2019, 950 pages of Google's internal documents leaked, providing evidence of Google's use of blacklist and machine learning algorithms to censor conservatives and populists. These are the type of source documents Elon Musk should release. Now, let me make a quick comment to censor conservatives and populists, okay? If this said liberals and populists, okay, I'd be doing the same story. The point is of this podcast is everybody has freedom of speech, okay? In fact, the people who really have freedom of speech are those I disagree with the most. That is most important, okay? So all sides of the spectrum are treated equally under the law. Okay, we must have that. We must have that. Otherwise, don't start spewing things like, oh, save democracy. We got to save democracy. Oh, my God, our democracy is going to fail. Oh, my God, we're losing our democracy. Well, if you're saying that and then the other side of your mouth, you're saying we need to censor. We need to censor. That's double speak. That is BS. You are a clown. Okay, you are literally a clown. All right. And if you are advocating for pro censorship and you're a journalist, you have failed your profession. Okay. But thank God you failed your profession because you gave rise to the Jonathan Cogan show and other incredible citizen journalists who are taking on the job that you should have been doing in the first place that you sold out on. You sold out. If you're on the New York Times, the Atlantic, whatever, you sold out and now you lost your little critical place in society with your blue check mark where you can say anything because now we have blue check marks and now everybody's willing to listen to citizen journalism and you blew it. You had a monopoly on information and you blew it. And guess how bad I feel for you? Nada. Not at all. In fact, I'm thrilled that you blew it because this podcast has now brought apolitical movements to the top of the Internet. And that was needed because things were getting out of hand for a long time until we came into the, in the mix. Okay, thread number two. Google receives 5.6 billion daily searches, controlling 90% of global search traffic. Get ready for this one. YouTube has 2.3 billion users. So when they talk about users, they're talking about monthly active users where they log in and do something on YouTube once a month. They log in once a month. 2.3 billion users are on YouTube and they censor. They shouldn't censor. Anyways, our beliefs are inseparably linked to search results, but Google is a biased source of information and the tech platform actively manipulates what we see. And we got some videos. So before I actually get into that, I want to, do you remember this from a previous podcast where the United Nations speaker, and I'm going to play the clip right here, the United Nations World Economic Forum literally said this to an interview, she was getting interviewed, okay, the head of whatever, it was a sustainable development impact meeting 2022, it's a 40-second clip at the World Economic Forum, your favorite place ever, the WEF. They're asked about the climate change, and she says that we own the science, now, for those of you unfamiliar with science, you cannot own the science, okay? You need to research. You need to investigate. You need to question. She said, we need to own the science on climate change. Remember this clip? Let me play it again for you, just in case you forgot. You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. 
we started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to. Yeah, we need to be active in having a monopoly on information and letting you know that we own the science and we will manipulate results to funnel you to the science that we own. And that is how we will implement either a dictatorship or totalitarian. So I don't care what you want to call it. It's insanity. And I promise you, if you have questions like, oh, that could be a good thing. You could be the biggest climate change activist in the universe. You still should not want that because it starts with climate change and it ends with something you disagree with them on. Show me one society in history. Show me how well the Soviet Union did. You know, they used to have walls up, not so people would break in like normal places. They had them up so people couldn't get out. Okay. They couldn't get out. Think about that. They had walls so you couldn't get out. That is where censorship thrived. It didn't go so well. It's sort of, I don't know, what's the word? Collapsed. Okay. So for those advocating for censorship, just learn about history, rethink the position, reevaluate, maybe come to a different conclusion. So let's get back to the story. I just wanted you to get into that just in case you forgot that the science was owned and you will obey. You understand? Number three, in 2021, former Google software engineer Zachary Vorhaeus, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, published a book where he explained that the turning point was the election of Donald Trump. Of course it was. That was a catastrophe. That was a catastrophe. Okay. The whole world's ending because 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 a, a guy from a TV show, listen, back then, I didn't even know who the president was. I didn't have to care. I was free. I was doing my thing. I was being left alone. There was no totalitarian like things going on. I didn't care. But apparently people thought the world was crumbling. Apparently the media decided to sell out. Apparently people lost their minds. And apparently some people like Sam Harris got infected with Trump derangement syndrome, which seems to be a real mental disorder, which we should either bring Pfizer into the mix and we can prescribe stuff and make that really, really good business right there. Maybe force every adult to have Trump derangement syndrome and get a hundred billion dollar company out of that. Oh wait, they did that for something else. Maybe we should do that for this too. Sounds lucrative. Or maybe people should just get their sanity back and realize, oh my God, we could disagree with people and still be friends. What a crazy concept. Refer them to the Jonathan Cogan show. Tell them we're apolitical because we are. And that's the end of the story. So the morning after the election, employees cried lost their minds and planned their resistance. So the book, by the way, looks like a good one. It's called Google Leaks, a whistleblower's expose of big tech censorship. Sounds juicy, sounds very exciting, which we'll read and I'll break down in another podcast. So now we're gonna play some videos here and I'll probably read the voiceovers, but Google co-founder Sergey Brin, I so he's not the one, I believe it's his other, the other one, the, the other co-founder who like, he has like some like features like facial paralysis or voice paralysis and he like can't talk anymore. It's like really bonkers. I've heard it's crazy. I heard Sam Parr talk about it. So Google co-founder Sergey Brin said in an all hands company meeting, I certain quote, I certainly find this election deeply offensive. And I know that many of you do too. Many people apparently don't share the values that we have. And let me conclude that that's the other quote. And I'm going to add what he really means. We're going to force what we believe down their throat. So then they understand next time. So take a listen to this video. This, this will make your heart nice and cozy. 
people here are uh, pretty upset and pretty sad for uh, because of the election. Right-wing website Breitbart has published a recording of a Google executives meeting and an all-hands meeting in late 2016. Breitbart says the video was provided by an anonymous source and is a confidential internal recording. From some conservative Googlers lately president. Uh, in the past few days that they haven't felt uh, entirely comfortable revealing who they are uh, when these conversations come up at work. And so I believe we need to do better. Google did not dispute the authenticity of this recording. By the way, this is CNN. Google co-founder Sergey Brin was born in the Soviet Union and moved to the U.S. as a child. As an immigrant and a refugee, um, I, I certainly find the selection uh, deeply offensive. I know many of you do, too. Later in the meeting, CFO Ruth Porat appears to tear, tear up when she talks about watching the election results come in. That was the first moment I really felt like we were going to lose. And it was this massive, like, kick in the gut that we were going to lose. And it was really painful. Wait, what the hell does she mean we're going to lose? What, what? She's on a team? What? Are you, what she's crying over that? That's insane. When you're in a business setting, you must be apolitical. You must be apolitical. That is a meritocracy. The best performer, the best worker should rise to the top like foam in a coffee cup or whatever they say, cream. I don't know. But you understand what I'm saying. It's a meritocracy. It's based on performance. It's based on how good you are. Why is she crying about we, we, lost, we, what do you mean we? There's no we. Okay, we as in maybe America. You can go that level perhaps, but still apolitical. And then let me get back to this. Sorry, I just thought that was really weird. Uh, President Trump has accused Google of biasing its search results against him. He tweeted, Google search results for Trump news shows only the viewing reporting of fake news media. In other words, they have it rigged, in caps, for me and others, so that almost all stories and news is bad, in caps. Fake CNN is prominent. Republican, conservative, and fair media is shut out. Illegal, question mark? 96% of search. And then they said, search is not used to set a political agenda, and we aren't biased. We continually work to improve Google search, and we never rank search to manipulate political sentiment. I think it's fairly obvious that Google by Google leans largely uh, liberal and democratic, but I do want to be clear that diversity also means uh, diversity of opinion and political persuasion. Uh, and we value and welcome perspectives from perspectives from all sides. So that's a good point. We talk about, you hear in society a lot about diversity, equity, inclusion. Yeah. I, they, they're very, they're very obsessed about that from like a physical standpoint and like character traits that you can't change, perhaps skin color, or gender, sex, whatever. Well, maybe, maybe you can can change that now if you're gender fluid for a little bit. I don't know how that rolls, but, you know, maybe you could change some of that. But what about the difference of ideas? We don't, like, why is that not, like, treated the same way? Because there's no diversity of, in of opinion there. It seems very monolithic. That's probably not the right word, but you know what I mean? Very one way. Very weird. Let's get back to it, though. A Google employee asked if any of the executives had any positive reflections. Is there anything positive you see from this election result? Oh, uh, boy, that's that's a really tough one right now. For over 20 years, everyone at Google has been able to freely express their opinions at these meetings. Nothing was said at that meeting or any other meeting to suggest that any political bias ever influences the way we build or operate our products. So we know that's not fully true because we know that Eric Schmidt, who used to be the CEO of Google, who I believe is the CEO of Alphabet, the parent company now, is a very 
questionable character. Okay. He's obsessed with transhumanism. He's very, very big on the transhumanism, uh, uh, um, agenda. He's all about making you and a machine one of the same. He's all about that life. So maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. He just seems like his, some of his actions are a bit sketchy. Let's get back to the story. I just wanted to uh, play that. I didn't mean to get off of it, but that was um, that was a CNN video. Then it goes into, uh, let's see here. Kent Walker, Google's chief legal officer, suggested Trump voters were motivated by fear, xenophobia, and hatred. He described how the company would take on the rise of populism and nationalism. Let's take a listen to that. It, it was a, a fair and democratic process, and, and we honor that. But at the same time, it showed an incredible level of division among Americans. And that's something that gives us pause and, and focuses on how did we misunderstand that. This is not the first sign we've seen of this rising tide of nationalism, populism, and concern. There are, there are drivers of globalization and immigration which have sparked movement. All politics is local goes the old phrase. And if you're in Pennsylvania or Birmingham, you may not care that somebody in Delhi is getting a new job or that somebody in Jakarta is getting better health care. You care about what's happened to you and your family. And you're seeing this sense of stagnation, that you're not better off than your parents, and you're afraid that you, your kids might not be better off than you are. And what's the path forward? And the forces seem well beyond you globalization, immigration, trade, whatever, and you're afraid and you're trying to look for answers. And that fear, I think, not just in the United States, but around the world is what's fueling concerns, xenophobia, hatred, uh, and a desire for, for answers that may or may not be there. It's feeling a distrust of, of experts and disregard of traditional institutions. And we're trying to figure out how do we respond to that? What are the next steps for us before the world comes into this environment of tribalism uh, that's, that's self-destructive on the long term. There are, there are cycles of these things that often can last five, ten years before people feel as though you know, that they've had a chance to vent that anger. And yet, we do think that history is on our side in a profound and an important way. That Martin Luther King made famous a, a line that the moral arc of history is long, but it bends toward justice. I would say that the moral arc of history is long, but it bends toward progress. And out of progress comes rising living standards and better health care, and ultimately the ability to transcend those forces of tribalism. And yes. <laughs> well, I got to say, you blew it with the Covidians. If the Covidians didn't become a cult the past few years and go absolutely insane and fucking disregard science and oh we got to move at the speed of science oh we got to do this you got to be in the, the, the grand experiment if you didn't turn into fucking whack jobs you maybe would have avoided the tribalism if you whoever he's talking about there is a group of people that became tribal okay the covidians and they blew that you want to talk about blowing trust in institutions well you blew that i didn't i did not have distrust in institutions back when this schmuck was talking i didn't care i if the cdc told me to wipe my ass i'd do it whatever but what happened in 2019 2020 they blew it they blew it okay this 
what he said didn't exist at that time for me. And I think for a lot of people, but then everyone woke up and then this great awakening started happening. Then people started listening to Jonathan Cogan show. Then we started doing our own research. Then we realized everything was a lie. Then we realized we want to learn the truth and we don't want to be political. We just want to live. And everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it seems like this message is resonating across the world. Okay. If a hundred plus countries are part of this apolitical movement, we have to be onto something. Okay. We just want to live, be free, be pro human. And that's it. And pro freedom. That's it. And everybody, I think unanimously across the world, unless you're a dictator or a wannabe dictator or a, a, a hopeful totalitarian leadership regime, then you know, you don't like that. But you know what we say to those machines? Fuck them. We don't need them. Okay. We like freedom. That's just how we do it. Six. In many ways, Google did lose the 2016 election to Donald Trump. Alphabet chairman Eric Schmidt. See, he's always involved somewhere. He's, he's a slime dog. He's always in there. He's got his hand in the cookie jar all the time. Gave Hillary Clinton's team a campaign plan a full year before she announced her run for president. Schmidt was the quote, head side, head outside advisor to the campaign. Oh, so he took this personally. He's like, we're not going to screw up next time, AK 2020. So we are going to make Google for whoever goes, whoever's against Trump. Um, and I'm, again, we're not Trump supporters. We're apolitical. It's just very interesting. We'd be doing the same thing if, if it was rigged for Trump. Number seven, the Clinton campaign's chief technology officer, Stephanie Hannon, and chief product officer, Asiya Makaparia, came from Google. Two other Clinton campaign staffers, Derek Parham and Jason Rosenbaum, also previously worked at Google. Hopefully those people, since they failed at their jobs that year, hopefully the Clintons didn't kill them because they like to do that. We tell you the truth here, no matter how rough it is. Sorry if you're new. I just tell you I don't sugarcoat it. Google paid for free rides for a get out of the vote for his get out the vote. Sounds like what... Um, Sam Bateman Freed's mom was all about. She had like get out the vote for people like in in like uh, Silicon Valley or something that worked out real well for her son. <laughs> oh man, talk about getting your hand caught in the cookie jar. By the way, not to get sidetracked, but Sam Bateman Freed supposedly is tampering with witnesses before his trial. New big deal uh, over Signal because you can't, you know, it's end to end encryption. <laughs> Gotta love these people. Uh, for Hispanic voters operation, employees called it a silent donation to Hillary Clinton's campaign in internal emails because they thought it would help her win. First of all, we hate, we don't like any political candidate, but she was exceptionally bad. She was exceptionally untrustworthy and just seemed guilty at every turn. Her head did like crazy shakes and stuff. She looked like she was, she's not a trustworthy figure. Okay. And we know they kill people and we know she's a terrible human being and we know she does stuff illegal and she runs a lot of, the way things really operate, the deep state, the Clintons are tied real deep into there. Now Obamas are to try and take them out, but blah, blah, blah. We don't need to get into that. Tech employees are notoriously aligned with the political left. You got to remember political left is not, that, that does not mean liberal. Okay. Liberal means like, Oh, pro free speech. We'll do anything like pro the little guy, pro worker, anti wall street, you know, anti big pharma that that would be liberal. Political left is pro-censorship, dictator, uh, uh, unwilling to listen to other point of views, anti-human agenda. With 96% of Google employees donating to Democrats during the 2018 U.S. midterm election, and they have a chart here of employee donations to midterm candidate, 
candidates by party. Netflix is literally 99.6% Democrat. Twitter's 98.7. Airbnb is not, gee, talk about diversity. Where's the diversity here? I thought we love diversity, inclusion, and equity. All this stuff. There seems to be no equity in the ideologues. Like, what's going on here? This seems a little messed up. The closest one is Oracle. They're 66% uh, Democrat and 33, almost 34% Republican. That's legit. That's cool. That seems pretty evened out. Sure, one one's going to be favored. Intel, I'll even give them a little bit of credit, but they're veering off. 78.5% Democrat, 21.5% uh, 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 Republican. And then the other ones are all 80 and above. Yeah, you, you you get no credit if you're 80 and above. You are, um, you're a bigot if you, if you are 80 and above. Not really a bigot, but you know, that's what they would say. Um, anyways, so let's get back to what do we got next year? Oh, wow. Look, we got a young James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. From Voyas, that's the software engineer who leaked this and wrote that book. From his perspective, when Google launched a crusade, a crusade, really? They launched a crusade? Okay, I don't know about a crusade, but they launched something against the so-called fake news. What it meant in actuality was censoring the ideas and arguments of Donald Trump and his populist supporters. Anything, quote, pro-Trump or, quote, anti-Hillary was labeled as, quote, fake news. And this is a two-minute and 15-second uh, interview James O'Keefe had, who looks much younger than he does now. Obviously, he really was younger back then, with this software engineer who exposed this. Listen to what he has to say. When you sat down with me last time on uh, the story that we released on June 24th, you were disguised. You were in the shadows. Right now, there's no disguise. I felt that our entire election system was going to be compromised forever uh, by this company that told the American public that it was not going to do any evil. This is the best thing that I can do in the situation that I'm currently at. And the thing is, is that the American public needs to understand what's happening. Um, I'm going to, you know, uh, publish this information so that other people can see the system that Google has built in order to control the entire information landscape. This is something that once people see, it's going to bring, it doesn't matter whether you're left or whether you're right. When you see this, both sides are going to agree that this is wrong. So my message to those that are on the fence is I've released the documents. They can go and they can see everything that Google is doing. And then they can see the scale of it. Because I think that there's a lot of engineers that have a hint that things are wrong, but they don't understand the colossal scale that it's at. And so for those people, I say, look at the documents. Like, like take the pulse of America and see what's happening. And come and, and tell the world, you know, what you already know to be true. And I, and I know that people have been waiting for, you know, this... Google Snowden moment where somebody comes out and explains what everybody already knows to be true. And I'm hoping that those that want to do something are going to be compelled to act and that we together can come together and defend ourselves in the case of litigation. You know, they can stop like one or two of us, but they can't stop all of us coming out and explaining to the American public that this is what's happening that google is not who they say they are you're going to be a hero it's going to be fine like like you know clear your conscious you'll be able to live with that for the rest of your life that you did the right thing that's right subscribe to the jonathan kogan show wherever you get podcasts subscribe to the rumble and youtube channels and donate patreon.com forward slash ownership economy 
five ninety nine a month. But seriously, that's what we're doing, and that's what he's talking about. And the crazy thing is that really was Google's motto was don't be evil, right? Don't be evil. That was like their only thing they had to do is chill and not be evil. And they decided to go back on that mission statement. Obviously, if there's anything we've learned, if they're censoring and manipulating search results, which we know they are now, I use Neva. Neva is much better. I get very fair search results and you can skew them if you want it, Like at the top, political left, political right, if that's how you want to roll or moderate, which is just fair. And EEVA, much, much better. But, um, <laughs> Look at the docs. They're released. He's a whistleblower. So uh, in 2019, Project Veritas um, released footage of Google executive Jen Ganai. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Discussing, quote, preventing the next Donald Trump situation. <gasps> you mean like a Democratic election where more people vote for him than others? Or like where the electoral co- where our system, our, de- our constitutional republic system Votes for the person that won the constitutional republic system. You mean that terrible thing? I don't care who it is. Okay. It could be someone I despise. Okay. Which obviously this is a pretty good example. She obviously despises him. I don't care if they win fair and square based on our rules of our constitutional republic. You got to go with it. If you subvert that, like Sam Harris wants to do to protect it. That's like the silliest argument I've ever heard in my life. You want to subvert the very system you're trying to protect. What person is that much of a whack job to say something like that? That makes zero sense. Okay. Anyways, she remarked, quote, we're also training our algorithms. Like if 2016 happened again, would we have, would the outcome be different? Let me play this video. Minute 39. Here we go. This is her. Hopefully you can hear this. Voting for the current president do not agree with our They're not objective peace. They're not an objective source of information. But then there are things. Uh, it's about ML fairness. ML fairness, it seems. Fairness. Yeah. You know, you need to be fair. They are a highly biased political machine um, that is bent on never letting somebody like Donald Trump come to power again. 2020 is certainly a trouble. This is a Goliath I'm brother David trying to say that the emperor has no clothes. Being a small ant crushed and I aware of that. But this is something that is bigger than me. This is something that needs to be said to the American public. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Kind of scary too when you really think about it. It starts here, and then it goes to every other situation, like like there's a virus outbreak, and you know we need totalitarian measures, and then they actually implement those. Oh wait, that actually happened. All right. So next part of the thread, YouTube CEO, Susan Wojcicki, I forget how to say her last name, described how Google uses machine learning and classifiers to bury trashy news and promote authoritative news, authoritative, authoritarian mainstream. Machine learning is when algorithms are fed real world information and learn how to make decisions based on the patterns they find. You know, what's crazy is if you were, if you're on the back end of YouTube, you can 
pick and choose the stars that you want. If you like, if they chose the Jonathan Cogan show to be recommended and trending now or appear on more, you know, uh, more search results, like boom, you can make someone into a, a, a full-time creator, million users, probably guaranteed in months. How cool is that? But they shouldn't fix it. It should be based on merit, based on who's the best. Sure. Are we the best apolitical podcast in the world? Yes. But are we treated unfairly on YouTube? Yes. Will we still make it to the top? Yes. Will it be harder? Yes. Does that have anything to do with the topic today? No. So let's get back to the video. Two minutes. Here we go. This is the CEO of YouTube. Second area, fake news. This is a hard area. Um, you know, a year ago, we didn't have the term fake news. Now everything's about fake news. We hear about it every single day. Um, it's had a lot of um, concerns about how it affected the election, how it affects politics. Um, news is important to us. We are a platform with global distribution. Um, we talked about the number of users that are coming to us. We have some responsibility to make sure that we Wait, this is amazing. While she's talking, there's a screen behind her, if you're listening, that is a picture of the show Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter with CNN. It's on CNN with Brian Stelter and says Reliable Sources because that's the show, which has been canceled because it's fake. It says the real troubling effects of, quote, fake news. That is... What that was represented as the real news, which we now was all a lie. Couldn't make this up. This is great. It's like parody. When something important happens in the world, when there's a crisis, um, we think people could benefit from this news. So it's, news has always been important to YouTube. Um, we also see people in locations like Syria where their traditional news organizations can't get to. Um, and people are talking about um, citizen journalism um, coming out of Syria. So what are we doing? You know why it's going um, to Syria? Because it's pure propaganda. We just bomb them, okay? We just bomb Syria. That's it. We just drop bombs on them. Basically, it sounds easy, but it's really hard to do. We're pushing down the fake news. We're demoting it. Um, and we are increasing oh the authoritative God. news and promoting it. Um, how do we do that? Um, we have a whole system. We came up with trashy news where we have build classifiers. We identify it. We look for salacious, for clickbait content that isn't um, that we don't think is is uh, you know the authoritative news. It's just kind of encouraging people to look at, but it's not true. Um, yeah, if it doesn't say CNN or MSNBC, we demote it and we make authoritative news rip. Okay, we want that to reach all the masses because that's truth. And don't you dare look outside of the mainstream or you will be misled. Okay, don't you dare listen to the Jonathan Cogan show and other creators or you will do dangerous things like believe the truth and understand what's really going on. How terrible. So we'll rig the system. We will fix the results and control your mind. Welcome to fifth generation warfare, baby added these instructions to our um, readers, and we've updated our classifier, um, and we are working to understand, identify that with machine learning, and then to push that down. And then we're increasing our authoritative news. We're doing that with things like um, breaking news shelf. Um, we're treating it in the U.S., in France, in the U.K., and more countries coming soon, where we have sources that come from reputable sources. We work with Google News on that. Um, to define what those reputable sources are. She says reputable sources. I would have believed her back then when she made the speech. But now we know reputable news sources are literally propaganda outlets owned by corporations that sold out many, many decades ago. And we just didn't know it until they screwed it up in the last three years. And we all saw the upper has no clothes and it was all exposed. Hilarious. Absolutely stunning. Last week in the London Bridge attacks. Um, it's also going to trigger on search. When you type in something, you're looking for a news event, you're going to see um, news there.
We're also working with a lot more news publishers. News publishers don't want to be in the technical business of running their own player. We can do that for them. Um, and we also want to get more news players on the platform. We have the goal of getting over 100 new news uh, providers on our platform this oh, year. Um, now, Unbelievable. The- Unbelievable. That's real. That's real. That's crazy. She's telling you they're ringing the system for authoritative news, which happens to rhyme, not rhyme, but be another word out of authoritarian. Like we all of a sudden are expect. Oh, wow. Bill Gates is trending on Twitter. Wow. What a shame. Okay. What are these classifiers? Here's a leaked document, fringe ranking classifier. Google ranked ABC, CBS, and CNN as more authoritative than the trashy Fox News and Breitbart, which is left wing versus right wing. This is how big tech manually interjects political bias into search results and algorithms. And here it is. Raider based classifier example, Wall Street Journal, 8.53. ABC News is 8.07. And you go all the way down, it even has... (laughs) <laughs> it's got the Alex Jones channel because <laughs> he used to be on YouTube as negative 1.56, but that's not the lowest one. The lowest one is the next news network at minus 3.35. But the, <laughs> so the highest, what looks like to be right wing is Fox, which is 5.2, but MSNBC is higher. CNN, Associated Press, CBS, PBS news hour. Oh my God. I can't believe it was the Alex Jones channel back then. I can't believe he was that big. I, I didn't even know who he was back then. It's wild. All right. They define a few fringe searches and mention humans training their censorship AI, followed by a flow chart and says, quote, people are programmed. Yeah, they're going to program you to doing whatever they want you to do. Whatever is in the interest of the corporations and the politicians to do what they want you to do. If they want to funnel you into a totalitarian environment, that's what they're going to do. If they want you to put something inside of you, that's what they're going to do. If they want to lock you down due to climate or due to a virus, that's what they're going to do. They are going to use this to program your mind to do whatever they want to do to maximize their revenues and totally sell you out and then tell you to your face that we're losing our democracy when we're not even a democracy. We're a constitutional republic, and they are literally just going to say, do as we say. Otherwise, our democracy is in jeopardy, and we need censorship to protect you even though we hate you and we think you're peasants and we want to leave you at home. Lockdowns forever, and we want all the blue-collar class to lose their jobs, but we love them more than anything, and we're here for the worker. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. That's the cold, hard truth. So these are the type of documents Elon Musk should release to show how Twitter promoted specific ideas and suppressed others. Sample fringe queries, okay? Did the Holocaust happen? Sandy Hook shooting is a false flag. Vatican knows about aliens. Who shot JFK? Proof Earth is flat. Dinosaurs didn't exist. Climate change hoax. Is global warming real? Pizzagate. Obama running for third term. These are weird. weird bowling green massacre jews secretly control the government oh what's up do vaccines cause autism interesting uh fake news and other fringe trashy recap every day top 250 videos in top 26 locales are rated by multiple human raiders to train the classifier so they're training the ai algorithm like chat gbt to make it represent like a human they they made these algorithms act like humans once you have enough classifiers tagged to the associative search results And then it learns and it learns and it gets smarter and then it can just operate on its own. Unbelievable. Very, very interesting. And this is their process, their flow chart that, like I said, the software engineer, Vorhaeus, released one Google blacklist that flagged hundreds of conservative websites to be censored or pushed down in the search rankings. For example, Daily Caller, Western Journal, Red State, Gateway Pundit, Stephen Crowder, uh, Michelle Malkin, and Glenn Beck were censored. 
So there's a whole list of blacklisted sites, and there's a lot of them. I mean, a ton. It's ridiculous. There's literally, there's got to be over 100 on here. I mean, this is crazy. So basically, it's just the right wing. Oh, I, I look, I could see one. Do- DonaldTrumpNews.net, obviously, that wouldn't make the cut. So you got a sense of that. Um, and then uh, Google Blacklist, conservatives versus progressive. Basically, 11 are conservative. There is one progressive, forwardprogressives.com. Red versus blue, it's all red. Right versus left, it's all right. Trump versus candidates, it's all Trump. Cons versus libs, conservatives versus libs, it's all conservatives. GOP, it's only GOP, not DNC. Conservatives versus liberal, it's all conservatives, but there are two liberals. One is mediamatters.org and palmerreport.com. And then Republican versus Democrat, there's a Democrat. OccupyDemocrats.com, Patriot, Christian, all red. Boyhaas, the, 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 the software engineer, released a YouTube blacklist that showed hundreds of topics censored from search results. These are incredible. And I knew of this. Listen to this. Okay. Why is there a YouTube blacklist for this search? Cancer cure or cure cancer? Like what? What? Anybody? Well, you should go watch the documentary about Dr. Brzezinski. There's a documentary in this guy who supposedly supposedly has cured cancer for tons of people. And the government has been trying to sue him into oblivion since the 80s and the 90s. Dr. Brzezinski supposedly has a cure and like the government is trying to suppress it and they won't let him get it out. And he saved so many people, but they can't let it out because it's a huge moneymaker. Plus, they want old people to die. So we don't need to pay him, you know, like Social Security and all that stuff. Listen to other topics that are blacklisted. Las Vegas shooter, anti-Trump. Las Vegas shooter was Democrat. Las Vegas crisis actor. Oh, my God. The truth about the Las Vegas massacre. A lot about the Las Vegas massacre. Are there there massive questions there? seems to be like there are. Late-term abortions. Okay. What? Uh, GOP train crash. Maxine Waters. Uh, Assassination of GOP Congress members. Oh, my God. Kate Spade death. Kate Spade suicide. Kate Spade murder. Kate Spade Pizzagate. Anthony Bourdain death. Anthony Bourdain suicide. What? Planned Parenthood. Times Square explosion. Pro-life. So weird. Unbelievable. Proof of crisis actors. This is bonkers. Um, And then what do we got here? Oh, yeah. Here's other ones. Las Vegas shooter, a Democrat. Las Vegas shooter, a leftist. Las Vegas shooter, anti-Trump. Oh, my gosh. This is so crazy. This is weird. Unbelievable. Google CEO Sundar Pichai and VP uh, Karan Batia had previously testified to Congress that the company wasn't manually intervening or utilizing blacklists in search results. Based on Google's own internal documents, Sundar Pichai and Karan Batia lied to Congress. So he said, we don't manually intervene on any particular search results. In December 2018, Google CEO Sundar Pichai testified to Congress that the search engine was not biased. Okay. We don't manually intervene. And that seems to be false. Google shifted 2.6 million to 10. This is what one of the quotes, one of the, uh, the guy said, Google shifted 2.6 million to 10.4 million votes to Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. So they claim to have shifted based on how they filter search results, 2.6 million to 10.4 million to Hillary Clinton. In July 2019, Dr. Robert Epstein testified to Congress that he measured bias in Google search results by preserving and analyzing 13,207 election-related searches 
and the 98,044 web pages linked to those searches. The level of bias absent on Bing and Yahoo was enough to convince between 2.6 and 10.4 million undecided voters to vote for Hillary Clinton in 2016. It's crazy she still lost. It's still nuts. And then Google senior software engineer leaks 950 pages. That's the guy I've been talking about of internal documents showing political bias, censorship, and use of blacklists. And that was in August of 2019. Zachary Vorhias leaks internal documents showing Google has been secretly acting as a publisher, manually boosting or demoting content while publicly claiming to be a neutral platform. The documents show a clear political bias, censorship, and blacklisting of hundreds of websites and search queries actively suppressing conservative viewpoints. They shouldn't, you can't suppress either side. Let's just finish this up. A study found that Google cost Republican candidates over $2 billion in donations since 2019 by flagging 77% of their fundraising emails as spam. During the time, during the same time, Gmail marked less than 11% of Democrat funding, fundraising emails as spam, which would go to your spam folder and therefore you don't see it and therefore you don't raise money. And here's the last one. Elon Musk should consider allowing Dr. Robert Epstein to examine the Twitter files. He's a Harvard-educated researcher, the former editor-in-chief of Psychology Today, and the premier academic studying how tech giants use algorithms to manipulate behavior. Listen to this video. 45 seconds. Here we go. And the power to change thinking and behavior on a massive scale, the power in close elections anyway, to pick the winner country after country after country. Today, I sit down with Dr. Robert Epstein, senior research psychologist at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. He is most well known for leading extensive monitoring projects looking at tech giant bias at Google and beyond. According to his team's research, Google shifted at least 6 million votes in the 2020 election. All these so-called free services, these services are not free. You pay for them with your freedom. Tonight, he breaks down his team's latest findings and the ways in which big tech companies secretly manipulate their users without leaving any paper trail. But despite everything, he says he's found a way to force big tech to stop, even with a deadlocked Congress. This is American Thought Leaders, and I'm Yanya Kelleck. Crazy. So if something is free and so great and it doesn't cost you anything, you just use it all you want, you are the product. You are the product. Don't forget that. So Dr. Epstein research over the last decade has documented how Google, Facebook, and Twitter shift millions of votes without anyone even noticing. Many of the concepts that his research pioneered are used by Twitter to subconsciously swing election results. In summary, Elon Musk should release source documents on blacklists and machine learning algorithms used to stifle free speech. Giving access to an expert like Dr. Epstein would help show the world how a handful of Silicon Valley executives manipulate the minds of billions. And then I tweeted right after we'll be sharing on the next episode of the Jonathan Cogan show. And as promised, that is what we are doing. So here's the punchline. You cannot censor any side of the debate. You can't tell me that you, we, we are losing our Republic or people want, okay. People are saying democracy. We're losing our democracy. Sure. We're a constitutional Republic, whatever. We're losing it. It's going away. Oh my God. It's gone. So we must censor one side. So we only get one result. That is totalitarian. That is authoritarian. You cannot do that. You can't say you're losing something and then subvert that system you are trying to save. Okay. I don't care. And honestly, populists on the left and the right are being banned equally. You're neither of you are 
liked by the system because you're populists and you think the whole system needs to be reformed and the uniparty is going to hold on for dear life. And that is what we are experiencing. We are experiencing an awakening, an awakening like no other time in history. Okay. Something's going on, whether the tectonic shifts are plates are shifting, whether there's different energy, you know, the energy uh, between the earth and the other things in the solar system, the energy grid is like, you know, tighter or not, since we're like 70 or 80% water, we react differently when there's a stronger magnetic pole in the solar system and weaker magnetic poles. Maybe that's what's awakening everybody. I don't know. But we cannot argue with another, with each other that there is an awakening going on and people realize something isn't right. Okay. And we are coming together as peasants, as free people who are pro-human. And we are organizing our own system, our own podcast, our own community to realize that, yes, we need to reform the system, but that doesn't mean we need to tear the other one down or we need to bring down everybody. No, 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 no. We're just going to build a better one over here. Okay. And while they do their thing, we're going to keep building, building and building, and then it's going to be better. And then people are going to voluntarily join our community. Okay. Because we're going to address a moral deficit of integrity in society where they are missing it with their other system. And then our community just explodes and becomes massive. And then the apolitical pro-human pro-freedom movement takes over a hundred plus countries. We take this from the U S to Canada. If there's any country that needs freedom more than anything, it's probably Canada, okay? You guys are totally, you guys don't even have like weapons anymore to defend yourself. You guys are borderline total dictatorship. Hopefully you don't have climate lockdowns and they force you like to turn off your energy grid and they, you know, shove you into a house with all your neighbors. Hopefully that doesn't happen to you guys, but it might, it might sure as well might. But we are going to take this thing to the moon and we're going to expose the truth along the way. I thank you for being a part of the Jonathan Cogan show. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Think about donating patreon.com forward slash ownership economy. Subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan show on YouTube. If you're watching on rumble, thank you. And if you're not subscribed on rumble, subscribe. And uh, you can watch on Twitter too. I publish it all on Twitter live at K O G Z follow on Twitter and you will get and stay up to date with the Jonathan Cogan show every single day. All right. I love you guys, gals, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. And Oh, Oh, one last thing. One last thing. Before you subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan show, if you're on your phone, go subscribe. The, uh, the article I was talking about that's making the rounds is called, uh, the press. Oh no, this is part one, but it's, uh, cjr.org special report, the press versus the president part one. And it exposes how far they went with, uh, with Russia gate being a lie and, and, uh, you know, the press versus the president. And I'm about to read it now. All right. Thank you everybody so much. I love you wherever you are in the world, whatever country you're in. You are loved by the Jonathan Cogan show. We are going to get through this together. That's it. End of story. We're taking this thing to the moon, a political to the moon. Seriously, have an amazing day, an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon. I'll see you tomorrow. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. God bless. Bye.